Hi, I'm Karen Michelle. Welcome to the Midlife Chaos Podcast, where we talk about the chaos that midlife brings. No topic is off the table, so join me on this adventure as we navigate the midlife chaos. Hello, my friends. I have received some amazing support and I cannot thank you enough. I've never attempted something so far beyond my comfort level, so overwhelming in all my life, and I chose to do this so publicly. I have had incredible people that have been helping me understand this process and just keeping tabs on me, encouraging me. And honestly, I've been talking about this dang podcast for so long, I wasn't sure if this was ever going to happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you. From the very bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you. Okay, so when I decided to go to the life coach school to become a life coach, I would get asked all the time, what is a life coach? Is it just cheaper counseling? Is it like you're my best girlfriend who I can vent to and you have my back? Are you going to be able to fix all my problems? So I thought I would answer the question, what is a life coach and why would I go to one versus a therapist? I'll do that by answering three questions. What is the difference between a life coach and a therapist? What are the different types of life coaching? And what will I do and not do as your life coach? So first of all, what is the difference between a therapist and a life coach? There is some overlap, and I definitely see the value in both professions. I myself have done therapy as well as life coaching, each for different reasons, and they have been very beneficial. So a therapist. Okay, so for the purpose of this podcast... I am including psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, therapists, all of that under the same category. So just I am well aware that there are very big differences in each and I do not mean to disrespect the profession. I also do not feel qualified to represent each category to the best of what they themselves represent. And because this is just a podcast, I'm choosing for simplicity's sake to classify them as therapist. So a therapist is typically past focused. This would be a very good um, option for people who are dealing with past traumas that are limiting them and they may need to get more in-depth treatment moving past some deeper rooted issues. We sometimes need therapy to be healed in order for us to move on in our life. A therapist is useful if you're needing a diagnosis or may need to be prescribed medications. A life coach is typically present and future focused. How do you want to think about your life today? Because your past is not affecting you anymore. It is how you're thinking about the past that is affecting you today. So a life coach would ask, how do you want to think about the past? Or how would you change those feelings to better serve you moving forward? Coaching is for someone who's already functioning and need to be bumped up a level, so to speak. So people will go to therapy that are struggling in certain ways and need that deep dive into dealing with things to then get them to a functioning place. There are all kinds of therapy that different practitioners use. And just because you're struggling or not high functioning in one area of your life does not mean that you are not functioning in all areas of your life. That is a common misconception because we're really good at hiding our weaknesses. We are worried that people will judge us or not understand us. So we put on a good face and act like things are great. And this can be very dangerous. Someone may come to a life coach looking for help in certain areas, and it may be something that we just do not feel qualified to help with. I can help with a shift in your mindset, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm capable of helping someone with more serious issues. I will, however, recommend a doctor or a therapist that I may know that has experience in your particular area of concern. Even areas such as marital coaching or counseling may reveal some betrayal trauma, 
past or current emotional or physical abuse, deep-rooted sexual trauma, maybe with a past partner, you may need to seek out a therapist to heal from this. Therapists are also regulated by a third-party governing system, meaning a therapist is required to have achieved a certain level of schooling, they most likely have passed some sort of exams to prove competency, and they'll need to follow guidelines, including continuing education to stay in good standing. This is good because it gives people a sense of security that they are working with a well-qualified individual. Therapists are also able to take insurance. That helps not let finances be an issue on whether or not you can seek treatment. It has become popular that therapists will also become life coaches because then they can practice across state lines. They can quote unquote coach referrals from other parts of the country. Life coaching is an unregulated industry. Honestly, someone could wake up in the morning and decide, hey, I'm a life coach. Great. However, I personally recommend if you are looking for a life coach, you may want to know that they have at least received some sort of training for the quote unquote advice that they're going to be giving you. This is how I ended up at the life coach school. I was chatting with women offering my perspective, but really only based on my own life experiences. And I thought I need to be offering these women something of value. I need to know what it is I'm actually talking about. I need to have some sort of system or understanding of how my words could be impacting these ladies if they think I'm actually a pro or anything. The beauty of not being regulated as a coach is that I have the freedom to coach the way that I want. I can coach in a way that aligns with my belief systems, but we also have the responsibility to monitor ourselves in an ethical way. We have to set clear boundaries on our professionalism. Typically, if someone who doesn't quite know what life coaching is, I'll give one of two answers. If they're LDS, I mentioned Jody Moore. I think most LDS women who have heard of coaching knows Jody or has listened to her work, whether um, they've gotten her book Better Than Happy or they've heard her podcast of the same name. The other answer I typically give is Tony Robbins. He's probably the most known life coach out there. If you don't know what he did or what title he would give himself, he's a life coach. This is what he has said about coaching versus therapy. The fundamentals of life coaching are what distinguish it from therapy. Life coaches do not diagnose, while therapists determine illnesses and pathologies so they can be clinically treated. Therapists analyze their client's past as a tool for understanding present behaviors, whereas life coaches simply identify and describe current problematic behaviors so the client can work to modify them. He goes on to say, a life coach would be able to offer guidance by clarifying and achieving personal and professional goals, creating business plans, working to improve communication skills, achieving financial independence and security, achieving a work-life balance, starting a new business or growing a current business. A therapist, on the other hand, focuses their conversation on ways to recover from past traumas, explore why past relationships have been destructive, work through depression or anxiety that affect your ability to function at home or work, survive a divorce or loss of a loved one. So if you're deciding that life coaching is for you, then the next question is, what type of coaching is out there? There's two main coaching styles that you may have heard of, accountable coaching versus causal coaching. I have found that even though some may use a variety of both of these styles, typically a coach sticks to one or the other. Accountable coaching would be more like, I'm trying to lose weight and I need someone to help me come up with a plan. It may include adjustments to a diet, coming up with a work, workout regimen, 
strategies to get you to the gym to actually do the work, rewards and cheat days. And then you meet weekly or however often and report back how things are going and what adjustments need to be made. But you're basically being held accountable or have an accountability partner that you're working with. I've seen it described or advertised as all you need to do is show up and we do the rest type of coaching. When I was looking for a personal trainer, the manager at the gym said, oh, you want a monkey on your back to spot the bad food out of your hand. Yes, that is exactly what I need. The other style of coaching is causal coaching. So for going off the previous example of needing to get to the gym, this is where you would up your results and work on the mindset around those trigger foods and events and why that gets in your way of sticking to a diet. What is holding you back from reaching your goals? That kind of thing. The coach works with you on why or what is holding you back. Where do you want to see yourself and how do we get there? It is more of a cause and effect style of coaching. The great benefit of causal coaching is that you have improved self-awareness. You are noticing your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors and how that is impacting your decisions. This is where increased self-discipline comes into play because you are aware of the why and can change or choose the outcome. As a coach, you are showing your client that they are in control of how their life is playing out, positive or negative. aren't just telling them what they need to be doing. This is the way that I was taught through the Life Coach School. I find it most effective because the ownership of the outcome is placed back on the client. Once you can understand how your mindset is, what is directing your results, you can solve any problem with just a shift in changing how you decide to think or feel about any circumstance. Another type of coaching to consider is what type of niche does your coach specialize in? I work with middle-aged women who are sorting out their lives now that they see empty nesting on the horizon, or they are in a place to take control of their lives, meaning we aren't just spring chicks anymore. They may be at a crossroads thinking, okay, what's next? Maybe it's time for a career change. Maybe they got married super young because their culture encouraged that. And now they are sitting here married 20 years later and aren't sure if that's how they want to move forward. Or maybe they're realizing, hey, I kind of like this guy. I do a lot of work with women who are realizing that their sex life can be and should be fabulous. I was at a Jody Moore's Um, Impact 2.0 last summer, and she had a presenter that coaches ballroom dancers. I thought, wow, that is oddly specific. But being a dance mom, I can totally appreciate the specific struggles that dancers face and how nice it would be to have that type of support. So individualized. My youngest daughter had cancer at a young age, and I have talked with lots of families as they have started their own cancer journey because I could relate. I could give advice and love and support because I've been through something similar. And sometimes you just need to be heard by someone who understands the struggles that you are struggling. As you are looking for a life coach, I would encourage you to find someone that understands specifically what it is that you are needing help with. Okay, and lastly, as a coach, what will I and what will I not do? As a coach, I will ask lots of questions. I'm naturally a curious person. I love to ask why or how does that work or something similar. As a coach, I will hold space for you. That's a life coaching phrase. It basically means that I will be here with you in this moment to listen, to not judge, to not form an opinion, but to guide you through questions to help you get to your desired result. I will offer resources, whether it be books, podcasts, worksheets, whatever that I feel could help you out. I may even recommend other coaches or consult with them if I feel like they could better serve you. As a coach, I will not coach you without your permission. 
This means if you're venting to me about your spouse or something your friend has done, Me as your friend may say something like, yeah, screw them. He doesn't deserve you anyways. Girl, you are a queen and you deserve to be treated that way. As your good friend, I will say, do you want my opinion or do you just need me to listen and commiserate with you? As a super good friend, I may say some things that are truthful, but may be hurtful because as a super good friend, the truth hurts sometimes. But as a coach, I will let you direct the conversation. I may need to rein you in to keep you focused on the actual issue at hand. I mean, let's be honest. Once we get going, we can go off on all kinds of side tangents. This is where our thoughts overcome the reality or circumstance, and this is how our feelings get all tangled up. As a coach, I will not share your info with anyone else. I believe in a strong coach-client privilege. As a coach, I will not get offended if you don't take my advice. We are here for you to work on you. As a coach, I understand that I am not everyone's cup of tea. You may need someone with a different worldview, someone with a different personality, someone who specializes in something that I don't, and that is okay. As a coach, I will not assume that because you are struggling in one area that you are not super fabulous anyways. Like I've said before, we all have our things. That is just what midlife brings. Okay, now that you know what life coaching is, what to look for in a coach, and the do's and don'ts of coaching, get yourself one. You can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to work with you or help you find someone that could be a perfect fit. Now, go out and make it a beautiful day.